Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. I told a, a quote from a, a, a great poet. I think I mentioned her last week on the show, Mary Oliver. Oh, the poet, um, sure. Yeah, and she... Uh, they asked her about, like, the secrets for life, and she said there are just three secrets for life. One is to pay attention. Uh, two is to be astonished. And three is to tell other people. And I think those first two things that she said, you know, to pay attention, um, when you when you begin to move into living in the in the present moment, and, uh, <clears throat> and that involves something very profound. Uh, Carlos Castaneda said that one day he said uh, he woke up, he said, one day I finally realized that I no longer needed a personal history. And he said, just like drinking, he said, I gave it up. And he said, that and only that has made all the difference. Um, this idea of getting rid of uh, the stuff that fills your mind with all of the stuff that's ever happened to you and, your, and, and all the labels that you put on your, li- on your life and all of the reasons why you tell yourself you can't have what you want or you're, you know, it's, it's usually based upon some, you know, some history that you have. And and all of the conditioning that you've had imposed upon you uh, by your culture and by your family, all well-meaning people, but so much of that is just p- programmed to keep you ordinary or to keep you uh, in line <clears throat> or to uh, keep you just to be just like everybody else and so on. And if you can just give up your personal history, just like just let the whole thing go and, and pay attention. And when it, when I th- thought about that yesterday, I went for a swim, um, and uh, which I do every day. But this was uh, it was after doing this seminar with uh, with Eckert, and I <clears throat> and I noticed that I was m- more in the moment in that swim than any any swim I've I've done in the last several years. And I swim virtually every single day for at sunset for about an hour um, in the ocean, and um, and I, I just <clears throat> I was I was in every stroke. And every t- every t- every time I would look down with the goggles on, I what whatever you see, whether you see fish or you see turtles or you just see, you know, rocks or trash or whatever it is that you see, it was like the it was um, it was almost like the transcendence of time and just getting past it and just really immersing yourself into that present moment. And and the second thing, of course, is in addition to paying attention. Um, because as, as you pay attention, I mean, as I was swimming and I would look up, I would, I, I, I've done the same route for for years and years on Kanapali Beach here in Maui. <clears throat> I would look up and I, there was a tree, and it was I, I noticed there was a tree next to a building there that in probably 10 years of swimming, I've never seen that tree before. Uh, and I must have walked by it 10,000 times if I've not walked by it once. Uh, but I really never noticed the... Uh, and I just, as I was swimming, I stopped swimming for a moment, and I just became like one with this tree. And it's like it was, uh, it was such a, a whole new experience. It was, uh, it was really very, very beautiful. And then the other thing is to be astonished, you know, to just stay in that state of being bewildered. Like Rumi said, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Just to be, ast- be astonished at every breath you take, you know, be astonished at... Uh, at who you are and that you're even alive, that you were ever born and that that you're not this body that you're in and that you're this invisibleness. And, you know, be astonished by the cloud formations and, the, you know, and the little bugs and <clears throat> the spiders and the sand and, and virtually everything. Uh, and it was really a, it was really just a great treat to be up there. And uh, I had a, a, 
<clears throat> because Eckhart and I do things very, very differently. You know, he he's a different kind of a speaker. Uh, he's 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 very, very well uh, thought of, and he's certainly very, very popular, and it's done extremely well. And uh, um, but we we do things very different, and, and and I was a little bit concerned about that when we were going on uh, on stage together to dialogue together for a couple of hours. Um, <clears throat> but we just let go of all of that, and we we really had a very loving embrace up there and it was a, it was just a, a beautiful beautiful couple of hours I was very very touched by it be astonished pay attention and just and then tell others uh, share share what it is that you are experiencing in your life just to share it don't hold on to it Great that's advice. interesting to say let go of your your personal history and and mm. let go of your story because so many of us define ourselves by that or mm. or what we've done in the past yeah sometimes it's hard to let go and and we also not only do that, but we um, we believe that our personal history is the reason why we are doing the things that we're doing or not doing the things that we're not doing because of what I used to. I've always told uh, told the stories as a great metaphor of uh, being on the back of a boat, uh, a speedboat, and it's heading up the river at say thirty or forty knots pretty quickly, and as you're standing on the bow the uh, the bow of the boat looking at the at the uh, or at the stern rather of the boat and looking at the um, at, the, at what you see back there, you see the wake. Uh, and so if you ask yourself, what is the wake? What is that wake? And the wake is just the trail that is left behind. And then if you ask yourself the question, well, uh, you know, what's what's driving the boat? Um, and what's making the boat go in the direction that it's going? And what's making the boat go in the direction that it's going uh, is the present moment energy that's being generated right now, right in this second. And then the most important question to ask yourself in this little metaphor as you stand there looking at the, at the wake is, is it possible for the wake to drive the boat, uh, which so many people think is happening in their life? Is like, is, it, is, is the, the, the trail that is left behind is just a trail that is left behind? And it cannot make the boat go forward. That's not what's driving the boat. And it's not what's driving your life. You know, what's driving your life is the present moment energy that you are using right now but so many people use up the present moment telling themselves, I can't do this because I've never been able to do that, because I'm not good at it, because I don't have enough money, because I don't have the education, because I don't have the support that I want, um, because the economy is bad. And they use all of this stuff that's uh, in, their, in their past. I know I, when, I used, when I was reading Castaneda uh, you know, years ago, he said that you have to be able to check. He, he was told by his teacher, Don Juan Matus, that you have to check yourself into a motel the seediest, rattiest motel that there is in Los Angeles, and um, and stay there um, and don't come out until it doesn't make any difference to anyone else outside of that room, whether you come out or not. <laughs> no, that's a great lesson there. That's an exercise. It's <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're saying, oh, well, my, my mother will be upset, or my kid, then you still got to stay in there. You got to stay in there until you've forgotten all of that. And then and when you can just walk out and have no personal history whatsoever, Right. Um, or what will people yeah. think if they see me coming mm. out of this dump? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, worried about what people are yeah, thinking. And I, haven't sh- and I haven't shaved in two years or <laughs> and, and, and whatever. And when you get when you can get past all of that. But I mean, that's extreme. But uh, the whole idea is that uh, so many people, especially in doing this show, this radio show for five or six years, uh, think that they can't do the things that they would like to do and can, can't make their life work. Uh, at the level they'd like to have it work because uh, because of all of the things that are in the wake. And then they believe that the wake is driving the boat, but it's a complete illusion. The wake, the wake 
And the trail behind you doesn't drive anything. It's just something that you can observe and notice and, and let go of. That's great. Anyway, I like that. That's, that's a good lesson Eckert's, for today. Yeah, Eckhart speaks a lot about the now, you know, about about the present. Uh, and it's uh, and he's just a very beautiful, peaceful, wonderful man. I had a wonderful time with him. Uh, did a lot of joking about that list that's out there on the Internet, that Watkins list, the 100 most spiritually influential per, per people alive. And, and he um, was just above you, right? And he's number one, <laughs> and I'm number three. And I was talking about the, my spirit and my ego. My spirit was saying, what? difference does it make i mean it's like nobody's any better than anybody else and having even having lists like this is so silly and my ego is saying wait a minute why am i only number three <laughs> you know i've got to take this guy down and i, I was talking i raised my fist up and said uh, you know we might have to duke it out here for the number one position and then of course there's the dalai lama in there just above me as well and, and so but uh, was he aware uh, of we, the list he was aware of it, yeah, and he was surprised that I brought it up. But we had a lot of fun with it because it's just obviously very silly. That's funny. Making anybody more important than anybody else. No, everybody has such a, a great message, and, and people, you know, give their messages differently, and one might you know, right. resonate with and someone differently, and it's right. but it's all, all great all information. Well, if, you, if you're helping to improve the quality of life for anybody else anywhere, anybody doing that's on the same team I'm on, and uh, and I welcome them. Team Wayne. Team Wayne. I like that. Right. Right. <laughs> well, we have some so, uh, great calls up here ready to go. Yeah, I'm so, ready to do that. Uh, ready do to that do it? This morning. Mm -hmm. We've got about uh, 12 minutes of the segment, so definitely time to get a few people in. So uh, let's start in Florida. I heard they got a lot of rain over the weekend. Uh, Robin in Sarasota on line four. And Robin, Hi, Dr. Dyer. Welcome and, to the show. Thank you. Hi, Robin. Um, Hi. Um, I, you are the person to ask because with all of your children, I've thought about you a lot during this past year and how would you handle this. And my daughter um, has a habit of um, partnering with weight underachievers. She's a very bright, um, attractive, well-educated, accomplished woman. And she seems to keep every time she goes to a different relationship, and she hasn't had too many, but she's had three, and each time, it makes the one before look like an overachiever. And <laughs> I keep thinking about you, and I think with your kids, you would just let it go, and it would all be okay, and it's their life. And for me, I wish I could get there. I feel like it's my shattered dreams. I feel like it's her wasted life. Um, it's just It has my husband and I just beside ourselves. And... I wish I could get to a more accepting place of it, but, um, I mean, it, it gets worse and worse and worse every time. And I guess I need and, to know how to get to acceptance. Yeah. And, and how close are you to your daughter? Very. Very close. So, so like, because I'm wondering, how old is she? Well, she's 26. And when I say very, she has grown into her own woman. She owns her own home. Mm -hmm. She owns her own business. She's... But... But we've been very close, and yeah. I think with this last time, this next, you know, we accepted the, the middle guy, and then when this one came along, I really just kind of put up a little bit of a wall, and yeah. we've broken that down again. But it, it hurts me so bad, and it's it shattered my dreams, but it's also shattering my dreams for her, and I dread the holidays, and it's mm. not the kind of life I thought I was going to have. Oh, yeah, sweetheart. Robin, you've got to really make a big shift here this morning. I know. This afternoon, right? Really. 
Uh, first of all, what in the world is, is your dream have to do with your daughter? Um, you know, she's got she's to live her own dream and make her own dream uh, come true. Uh, and secondly, you know, I, I, it just makes me curious about why, uh, why you even know who she's de- dating and wh- why you're so involved in, uh, in, in that. I mean, uh, my, my 26-year-old, I have a 26-year-old daughter. I have, I have a daughter every age, so it's like, <laughs> but uh, it the the idea that I somehow would allow my happiness or my dream or my fulfillment or who I am as a as a man and as a person and you know I mean I've just got so miles to go before I sleep and promises to keep you know I mean to quote the poet um, you, you know. My my life is so complete and so full, and and my plate just overflows, and the, there's so much that I'm involved in in my life that uh, you know my children, you know your children are not your children; they're the products of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not for you. I mean that's from Khalil Gibran. I'm sure you've heard me say it before. Yeah. The um, the idea of uh, you letting your happiness be dependent upon you know, who your daughter dates or doesn't date, um, you have to really look at why aren't you fulfilling your own dharma, you know, and, and what is it that you've got to do and your husband has to do um, that you're not doing, number one. And that's, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to give you a lecture on this, but right. uh, I, want, I, want, I want to see you, you know, change, change around your, your level of happiness. Number two is there's a very important book written many, many years ago. It's called Smart Women, Foolish Choices. And what you are describing here is a very, very common thing. Uh, you know, that there are a, a lot of women who have this built-in sort of need to, it's, a, it's almost like a maternal thing, um, and they, they get involved, they get themselves involved with men who usually are, you know, are not at their intellectual level and emotional level. Many, many women that I know in this field, you know, highly functioning women, and I'm not going to mention their names, but there's five or six that come to mind right now. Who have who have been married to or involved with uh, with men, who have um, who just didn't work and uh, and took advantage of them and um, you know got supported by them and ended up getting divorced and taking half of what they had and I mean these are very accomplished women that you would be surprised if you if you knew what their personal histories are. Um, mm-hmm. And and so often it just revolves around this, like I'm going to fix this guy, you know, or, or that that they're attracted to something in 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 a man that they that they don't have in them in themselves. I mean, they they're responsible, they're attractive, they're smart, and they're filling it the <laughs> they're filling in the the uh, the blanks of their life with um, with things that they are not, with opposites. They say that opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I would not, un- unless this was somebody who was who was really doing damage, you know, and was re- really, you know, physically ab- abusing one of my children. But my children have never picked people like that. No, um, no, not in theater. Yeah, I'm independent of that, and I, you know what? I would try to find God in the in the in those and that's in this guy that the holidays are with the holidays coming up. I would try to suspend all of my judgment towards this man. Um, uh, and I would, uh, you know, I would welcome him. I would look for the God that's inside him and and uh, and each and every one of us, uh, and and not come at it from a place of um, I'm superior to you. My daughter is superior to you. You don't really belong here in this in this place. If she if she loves him and cares about him, um, you know, she's got her own. She's got the anchor of the universe located in her. 
-hmm. and what, um, you know, I, I, I still, even when I hear you talking about this, I just wonder how, uh, how different it might be if you just didn't react the way that you're reacting, you know, if you didn't get yourself so upset over it. And you just how different it would be her. for me or for her? Or for, for you. Oh, for for me. you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe even for her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you can never figure out, who, you can't figure love out, you know. I mean, uh, people uh, think that you should, you should love someone, you're, you're, you know, the same age that you are and the same intellectual capacity that you have and the same. And you fall in love. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like Rumi said, you know, <clears throat> that uh, lovers do not finally find each other. They're in each other all along. And mm-hmm. the people that you love, they, you know, I, I, I've been separated from my wife for 10 years. I've, I've been involved with people who are younger than I am, and I hear other people criticizing and saying, you should be with someone your own age, or you should be with someone you're, you know, who's got the same interest in you and so on. And I say, love doesn't work like that love it mm-hmm. just is and um and basically it's <laughs> here's the truth robin it's really none of your business <laughs> I <know>. that's why <laughs> i had to talk to you i have gone through this in my own mind for months and months yeah, and i thought none of your how business, would you do yeah. this <laughs> i would just say i hope you're happy and uh, you know ultimately if, if unless it's like i say something some physical abuse thing going on ultimately she'll see the light or uh, or maybe that's what she wants maybe she'll be the happiest she's ever been uh, usually, it's smart women, foolish choices. Generally speaking, the the people that I'm speaking about, people that you've read their books, uh, right. have got themselves into the same kind of mess, um, and 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 gotten married to them, and then been taken to the cleaners, and gotten sick over it, and uh, you know, it's like. And that's um, what I worry about as a mom. That's where I say, you know, that's the yeah. part that worries me. Is you don't want to know that your daughter's going to go. I mean, at 26, she owns her own home and her own business, and she's very successful right. and educated. And this person uh, doesn't even own a. I mean, he owns nothing. Let me just say nothing. Mm. And I just feel like he is a nice. What does person. she love about him? What does she like about him? I think she just she. Well, this is her word. He makes me happy. Mm. Then you should be happy for her. Let her be. And and, and even if uh, he ends up with half of her stuff and everything, if he makes her happy and she, you know, and she's your daughter, then you should say to her, you're asking my advice. okay? Um, Okay. You should say, I'm happy for you and I'm going to find I'm going to I'm going to look for all of the good that I possibly can see in this person. Remember the words of Mother Teresa every day. I see Jesus Christ. In all of his distressing disguises, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and there's uh, there's a beautiful soul inside there. And if he makes her happy, you know, and who knows, who knows whether it's physical, whether it's you know spiritual, whatever it might be, you know, he right. maybe treats her like like you know like she's a goddess, which she probably is. Mm-hmm. Let it go, sweetheart. Let it go. Okay. Get on with your own life. What is it? What is it that you're not doing, Robin? That's what I want to know. You're a young uh, well, woman maybe yourself. that's it. Now that my my kids are grown, maybe that's what I need to do is just find that thing for oh, me. Yeah. But I was ready I for the next even, chapter. How old are you? Uh, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Oh my goodness, you're just getting started. I'm seventy-one. <laughs> I am so busy at this time in my life that who my daughters are going out with is of such a small priority in my life that uh, you know, it's like I could tell them, work it out. You'll figure it out. You know. If you're going out with a jerk, ultimately you'll you'll discover that. Let it go. There's too That's much true. too much joy to be focused on. Too much good things to be 
thinking about. Oh, I knew you would have the right words, and it was it was embarrassing <laughs> to tell you someone who I admire no, so much. No, it's not embarrassing not at the way all. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ashamed love of this my guy. Actions. Love him. So, love him. Yeah. He's he's he is your test. Love him like your daughter loves him, and watch and see what happens. Okay, thank you yeah. so much. Oh, okay. thank you, Namaste. sweetheart. God, but we're going to send you. Have you seen the shift? Uh, I, several times, but I keep giving away, giving it away. I'm doing oh, what you asked well, us to do. Good. We're going to send one, another Sharing one to it. you, the book and the and the movie as well. Thank God you so much. You. Okay, You're welcome, sweetheart. Bye-bye. That's great advice. I mean, you can tell she loves her, her daughter so yeah. much, you know, and, and she means well, but mm. I mean... <laughs> I'm sure my parents didn't like any of the guys I dated, you know. Yeah. And uh, they. I, I actually never luckily, had that though. I, I, all of the guys that my uh, my my children have dated, and some of them have come in and then they've left, and some of them have been jerks to them. You know, I mean, they're not jerks in in life, but I mean, they they haven't treated them as well. They figure it out. They go through their crying things, and and then um, and then they move on to someone else. And uh, if your if your life is full and focused and so on, you're you don't have time to be concerned or upset about uh, what somebody else is doing. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.